listening for the sounds. Speak into the microphone and let me know how you are sounding. I think I'm sounding good. Well, I guess I should say well. I think I'm sounding well. And then you're going to shut the mic off on me. Yep. <laughs> Free your mind. Hello, everyone. What? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Wow. Let's try that again. Hello, friends, and welcome. (laughs) I don't know what the heck happened there. (laughs) It's like you went to go talk and then it just stopped itself. And then I just stopped myself. (laughs) My voice is like, no. Aw. Okay. It happens. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Homebreaker Podcast. That's the sound of a humble Alex. Uh, I'm Alex, and <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful, <laughs> lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? My brain's not working, or my mouth's not working. My brain's working fine. I don't know what Your brain happened and there. your mouth aren't working together, I think. Just, uh, wow. Okay. I do apologize for that, everybody. Keeping ev- First, we have fun with our sound check, and now we're just keeping everyone on our toes. Keeping everyone on our toes? See, my brain's not working either. <laughs> Keep- we're keeping, I don't know. Keeping everyone it's been a on, long week. on their toes. Yes. Thank right. you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you for putting words into my mouth. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a long week. My scatterbrainedness is uh, it's contagious, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on with you, my lady? Uh, well, I, I have to give, I got to give some thank yous. I don't remember. I don't think I'm, I don't know if we've recorded since then, but I got an amazing gift from our friend Karen Rontowski. It, she made me this beautiful, it's like a wine bottle and she painted it and drilled a hole. So you, like you put incense in, you use like a key ring to put your incense between the two loops and it holds it and you put it through the top of the bottle. So it catches all the ash from the incense and it is so beautiful and lovely. And she gave me some awesome stickers and just like a couple other little gifts. So huge thank you to Karen Rontowski, Paranormal Karen. Listen to her. I've been on her show. She's been on ours check that out and I also got a, a wonderful gift like a gift box from our friend Jen Jen Holtz, who was a recent guest and I was a recent guest on her show I had sent her some organite and she sent me such a beautiful lovely thoughtful 
gift box and just all these little things because she lives close to Mystical Wares, which is one of the few places I trust to get my Shungite from because I put Shungite in all of my Organite. And so she just she just went above and beyond and she painted me this beautiful little picture on this like small square canvas and it's just so beautiful and yeah, it was very wonderful and thoughtful. So I just want to say thank you, Jen. Thank you, Karen, both for your generosity. And check out the episodes with Karen and Jen. Listen to their podcast, Paranormal Karen and Curious Cat. Alex and I have been a guest on Paranormal Karen before some years ago. I've been a guest, a frequent guest, guest on Karen's show. And again, most recently with Jen, she was on our show a couple weeks ago and I was on her show a couple weeks ago as well. So please check that out. Absolutely. Must listens. Yes, they're wonderful people. They have a lot of really great guests on their shows as well. And they're both terrific hosts. Yes. Because you you don't feel like, you you feel like, in my opinion, a good host is somebody that you feel like you're just listening in on a conversation. Yes. And that's what it always is with both of them. And they both are just fantastic. And I always try to make notes in my head of like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I should try to like keep that in mind and... Like transitions I that occur, be <laughs> right? Yeah, and and it's it's great because like listening to those and but listening and and listening from it more of a not a critical perspective, but looking to pick up on those certain things that they do. And sometimes it's difficult because you're so involved in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's again a testament to how good that both of them are at what they do. And and again, it's something that comes with practice, of course, and and, and obviously. It, a degree of natural talent as well is involved. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're both fantastic at that. Yes. And I was thinking how Jenna mentioned when I was on her show, all of her, a lot of our listeners were saying how her and I sound so alike. You do. <laughs> and then she was a guest and we got people saying how much we sound alike too. Yeah. So it, it was, it was pretty funny because I had mentioned on that episode. Yeah. I, I noticed we kind of, Sound a little like, but after talking to her more and more, I can tell the difference now, which is good because if I couldn't, I, yeah, I think that would be a problem. <laughs> It'd be kind of scary if you could. Yeah. Uh, I just want to throw out there for um, our hearers and watchers, I will be holding another group hypnotherapy session coming up in August, Saturday, August 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern time, I'll be doing a Dragon Connection group hypnotherapy. So if you're listening and you're like, what the heck is a Dragon Connection? Well, I've talked about dragons on the show before, but I don't I don't know if I really like talk about them a lot, but I work with dragon energy. I see them, I feel them, and I work with them. And it's basically these dragons are these etherical beings that are all around us all the time and they're helping us and they're helping the earth and we're meant to connect with them. They're here for us. They're here to guide us and help the, help us. And so there's usually certain kinds of dragons that are most connected to us to help us, be it at a certain time or throughout all our lives. And what this does is it gives you the opportunity to meet the dragons closest to you who are trying to work with you. And not only do you get to meet them, but you learn how to communicate with them specifically for you and them because everyone is different, just like everyone meditates differently. Everyone talks, you know, for those who talk to their spirit guide. everyone if you pray everyone prays differently so it's learning how to connect with those dragons closest to you and Alex you actually 
were, you know, one of my guinea pigs yeah, when I, I started you, doing this. I let you practice on me. Uh, I guess I'm good like that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you for that yeah, thing, that, too. Of course. No, I yes, I did do that, and I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't know what to expect going in, because you always talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I always... I enjoy hearing about it and, and learning about it and everything, but it's never anything I've encountered or experienced myself. So, and, and when, when anytime you've hypnotized me, I don't see stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not very visual. I'm not visual, which kind of, I wish I was because in life I am a very visual learner and a visual person, but yeah, I, I don't typically see stuff, but with this particular time under hypnosis, I started to see stuff and it was very interesting. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to get too personal, but I, Wait, I did see stuff. Did you, did you meet your dragon? Yeah. I don't remember its name. There was two of them, but I only got one of them to give me the name. Well, we, I had you call in one. That was why. Oh, yeah. oh well, there you go. That's why. I, if there's more than one, I just have you call in one. I ask you ask, I have you ask one to come to you and communicate with you. That's why. Yeah. I, it I, makes I, it easier. I completely forgot its name, but I have it written down. I forget. I, I, yeah, we'll have to look later. But yeah, it was very, very interesting. And I, and afterwards, when it, you know you got me out of the hypnosis and everything, it was just weird. Like I never thought that I would. I don't know. I guess I just never believed in that kind of stuff before. And then you're like, I, you talk I about it all the time, but I don't believe in it. Well, I mean, if because if it hasn't happened to me, I, I it's not that I don't. Maybe maybe saying not believe in it is the the wrong word to use. It just never happened to me, so I didn't know how to... I, I know all this kind of stuff happens. I know that people have these experiences, but I not, never having one myself, it's like I listen to you or I listen to other people that talk about this stuff, and it's like, okay, I I, I feel that there's an experience occurring. I don't know what that is, but I can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. So when it finally happened for me, it was like, oh, wow, okay, I get it now. I see. Like you can, when you have an experience that you've never had before, but you've heard about, you're like, oh, it's, you have the information you've taken in, but now you have the experience too. Mm -hmm. So on an an emotional level, uh, on an energy level, whatever it is, now it's more of a better comprehension of it. I don't like to say understanding. It's more of a comprehension yeah. of it. Now you, you can relate to it. Now you know the feeling and you're going, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, so. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if anyone's interested, please go to my website, innerstandingshypnosis.com. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Kind of took over there for uh, a minute. No, no, this is, I, this is why we're here. We converse. We even said, like, we did this. We started this podcast because we just like talking with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's okay. But yes, go to innerstandingshypnosis.com. Go to the group hypnotherapy tab and go there and you'll see like um, information. It'll break it all up, all my upcoming group hypnotherapy sessions and go to the one that interests you. I have others coming up as well and click and schedule. There you go. Yeah, And if you're interested in any Organite that I make, go to tarotbymonique.com and you can order Organite there or get a tarot reading. I'm going to have you read my tarot yeah. cards pretty soon. Our oldest wants me to read, and I keep, I, I know this sounds horrible, I keep forgetting, and I'm like, you got to remind me. I keep forgetting to ask you, too. Yeah. You haven't read my cards in. It's been a bit, yeah. It's, it's been over a year. 
Yeah, so I can, I can do that. Anyway, all right, moving on. Well, and, and tarot might, I think, will come up in a later conversation, but. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. All right. If it comes up, but. Yeah, so we've had kind of a, a crazy couple weeks going on. We had two funerals, and then, like, everyone in the house got sick just about. Oh, gosh. Whatever the heck this was that was going through the house, I don't know if it's something that's just going around just within our house or if it's something that other people are experiencing. But, like, for me, I had the absolute worst headache, and body aches like mm. almost like when you get the flu kind of feeling but I didn't have like a sore throat my nose wasn't running I didn't have a stuffy nose nothing like that no cough nothing like that and no fever mm. but my body ached so bad but and it's like the best way I can describe it is I knew there was something wrong I knew I was either that I was sick but I knew I was sick I, I don't know how else to describe mm-hmm. it I knew I knew I was sick it was like the body aches you get you know when you have a fever but none of that yeah it's just weird and i could not get out of bed that one day and then the second day stayed in bed about half the day then got up and then didn't really couldn't really do much just and for me that sucks just laying around all day or sitting down is just the worst thing and then and i'm like you need to rest your your body needs to rest right now you can't push through this you have to rest i couldn't i mean i i could have push through it if I but it would have been a Struggle, chore yeah, yeah. It, it, I was in rough shape so I find okay you know I listened to you and I, I took it easy for the rest of the week but good grief it was rough mm-hmm. didn't work out at all like I was just a bad week for me and then I ended and then you up you got it yeah and I don't think it was as bad as you but I woke up and like my head hurt my face hurt my eyes hurt just my bones and muscles hurt and I was just so drained. I was so tired. And I was like, yeah, I need to Drained. Rest. That's a good, yeah, good word for it. Very yeah. drained. And I don't know if it's because we've been doing so much and pushing and doing and pushing and doing. And our bodies were like, okay, enough. You need to rest. I, I don't know if that's what it was. But it, it was like our bodies were saying, nope, you need to stay in bed. You need to sleep. You need to rest. You need to take it easy. And it's hard because you and I both feel, I know we're like, we feel so useless when we're not doing stuff, but I, I, I feel so weird, like going to just lay down in bed and do nothing. And I don't nap. Like I have to be not feeling well or extremely tired to nap. Usually it's because I have a, if I have a migraine, I'll nap. But like, I mean, I, I went in bed and you know, be going between the bed and the couch to get comfortable. And I did nap because my body was like, you need to rest. So, you know, we had that going on, but you had a funeral that you attended. And then the following week. Yeah. Um, that was not this week though. No. This past week, the, the, movie yeah, prior, the week before. Yes. And I, then did, I, I wouldn't have been f- able to get out of bed to go to a funeral. I mean, I would have yeah. gotten there, but you know how it is now, especially the way everybody is. If I said I'm sick, that'd be, <laughs> that'd mm-hmm. be the, it'd be the, Pariah, get out of here! You know, treat me like a leper. But uh, no, it, I, I did go to on a uh, on a to a funeral. It was for a, a friend of mine's mother who had passed away. Uh, I had, had personally never met her, but it was going just out of you know respect for my friend. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. 
Now, it's been some time since I've been to church. I think the last time I went was two years ago. Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago, okay. wasn't it? I, it? But it was for another, it was for a memorial service for a friend of mine who had passed away many years ago. And before that, I think, was for another funeral. Like, we, we don't go to church. It's not our thing. No. Everybody knows how it, well, you're going to... By the end of this episode, you'll know how we feel about organized religion. We've talked about it before in other episodes. Go listen to but, them all if you haven't. <laughs> sure. But it was just very interesting to me just when I first got there. I got there before uh, a lot of people did. So I, I didn't want to just go in and just sit around because it was just in the church. And, and it was not a church I'd ever been to before or anything like that. So I wanted to just wait till I saw some people filtering in that maybe I knew that I could go either sit with or talk to. And uh, my brother and sister actually were going to be coming as well. So I was kind of waiting for one of them to arrive more than anybody else. But I noticed that the, the attire was very casual, which I, I found very different than what I'm used to, Mm. I guess is probably the best way to put it. Because for me, anytime I would go to a funeral, whether it be a wake, the service, whatever the case, I would always wear a suit because that's how growing up, everybody would wear suits or formal attire out of respect to the family and to the person who passed away. So that's just how I was raised and how I was taught. What I was taught was proper. And that's what I observed throughout my life. Well, it was just very, very weird because I'm watching people walking in. And now granted, it is July and it is summer. It's hot. But people walking in in tank tops and flip-flops and beach shorts. And I'm just going, what? Like churches allow people in? I mean, I guess there's not really a formal dress code anybody's welcome at church, right? But it was just going into a funeral. I just found it very just strange, different, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't just young people. It was older people too, people my age, people that at least appeared to be older than I am that were going in. It was very, very just bizarre seeing it, for me anyway, because I'm just so used to everybody being dressed up. And so I felt like, gee, well, I'm here in my in my suit and tie and everything. I'm I'm trying to look good to be respectful and everything, you know. But yeah, it was just very very weird. And I feel torn on that because part of me thinks, well, you know, this was the tradition that you know a lot of us grew up in. You go to a funeral or a wedding and you dress nicely, you dress appropriate, and. Then I look at it on the other hand, and I think when I go, like I don't, I'm, I don't want a funeral, but I do want people to have like a celebration, have a party, and where more you want, be comfortable. So I also look at it like it was a hot day, wasn't it? Wasn't it hot that day? It was hot. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. So was hot. it's hot out. It's summer. It's towards the end of July, and people they're they're going. They're, they're coming and they're giving the respect. They're just wearing something comfortable. So I see both sides to it. 
Yeah, that's why I didn't. I, I stopped short of saying I found it disrespectful because I didn't think anybody was being disrespectful. I mean, you're obviously showing the ultimate respect by showing up and mm-hmm. being there. It shouldn't matter how you're dressed. I'm just saying that for me, it was just different. It well, was it's strange weird when you don't see not, something like that. You're I so wasn't, used to. I'm not used to seeing that. Yes. So that's why I'm just. It kind of baffled me. Mm -hmm. because that's just not what I was expecting at all. It's just weird. It's foreign. Right. There you go. Yeah, there's a good, great word for it. So it was just, yeah, it was very different. It's almost like stepping into a different culture and being like, oh, (laughs) okay, what do we have here? (laughs) (laughs) And and so I ended up going inside when my my sister and and my brother-in-law and my little niece arrived. We all went inside together. I met them. We went in and sat down and we sat in the very, very last row in the back because I don't like to partake in the standing up and sitting Mm -hmm. down and all that stuff because I don't, I don't know why I'm doing it. So I'm not going to just participate in something. I don't know why. Wait a minute. You're saying you're not going to participate in a ritual that you know nothing about and you have no idea what you're doing and what that, what by doing that represents. That is correct. I will not I will not partake just because everybody else is doing something I won't do it if I don't know why I'm doing it. That's mm-hmm. and, and I'm exactly the same right. thing. And I just want to interject because I want to talk about this for a moment. Sure. We don't participate in rituals that we do not know what it stands for or a ritual that is not part of something we are a part of. And I feel it's ignorant and disrespectful to do such a thing but I also see the other hand and I'm saying that for myself personally to do that I'm not saying other people doing this are ignorant or disrespectful if you're not of a certain religion and you just go oh we're standing up okay now we're sitting down but I also get that people do it out of to try to show respect so you go to a funeral or you go to a wedding especially like in a catholic church and they're like stand up sit down kneel and it's confusing, but it was at that memorial a couple of years ago, we were at the Greek Orthodox Church. That's right. And there was like this kind of little book and it had information about mass and ceremony and everything. And it was a, you had said, Alex, that it was a priest from when you were a child yes. who wrote it. And one of the most interesting things in it that I actually really appreciated was he wrote, if you do not know what something is for. If you don't know what it means, do not participate. And I thought, this guy gets it because people just go through the motions yeah. and they have no idea what they're doing or what it represents. And to me, again, just with my own feelings, if I were to do that, I would feel I'd be disrespectful. And I'm not saying if you do it because you don't, like you just go to a Catholic wedding or something and they do that and you're standing up sitting kneeling I'm not saying you are I'm just saying for me personally so if I don't know why I'm doing something I'm not going to do it I'm not going to participate and you know again it's just the ritualism and this like the symbolism of everything if I don't get it I'm not going to do that because I don't know like, why am I doing this? I don't know what, am I agreeing to something here? Like, I don't know. So I'd rather err on the side of caution, on the side of caution. Yeah. Sa- and same here. Same mm-hmm. here. Because that was something I went to a funeral 
And it was for my great aunt Lorraine, who was such an amazing woman. Uh, my Grammy died when I was young. This is on my dad's side of the family. And, you know, she kind of stepped in there, you know, once my Grammy was gone and she would watch us, my brother and I, when we were little and she was, she, she, so she played stand up bass in a band back in the day. Um, I want to say this must've been like the fifties and sixties. Um, my dad was actually saying how when he was a kid, his parents would take him to the bar and they'd each get a beer and they'd watch my, my aunt Lorraine play bass in her band. That's great. Yeah. And she yodeled and which I thought was awesome because I like to yodel every now and then. It's just fun. Yeah. You just yesterday, <laughs> just random. I'm like, what? I was just showing you I can what yodel. What is going on? It's interesting. No, but it, it was cool. So it, it was at the Catholic church and a different one that I was a, a different one. Cause, um, this one was in Massachusetts. It's, you know, the town I grew up in and this was the same church where my meme, when my meme passed away a couple of years ago, the same church where her funeral was. And I noticed the priest said the same story <laughs> as he did at my meme's. And it's about like these virgins going to a wedding in the village and only some of them were smart enough to bring extra oil for their lamp and the other ones didn't. And then the ones who didn't have to, had to go to the merchant. And when they got back, the doors were closed and they knocked on the door and Jesus wouldn't let them in because he said, I don't know you. And it's this whole metaphor about religion and staying connected to your religion and always having your faith. But I was just like, the, even the way he said it, I was just like, okay, so this is like your shtick. This is your gimmick. This is like how you do it. You try to have humor to it. I get it. But it was kind of like at first I'm like, I realized like, okay, yep. So you do the same thing probably at every funeral. And there was so much like symbolism. But one of the things is everyone standing up and singing down and I didn't. And I didn't do it to be disrespectful. But it, as I previously said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I was raised Catholic. And even I was never taught why we do that. And I even asked my mom because I was never taught why we stand and sit and kneel. And my mom said, I don't know. She went to a Catholic school with nuns. And she said, I don't know, the nuns never taught us that. So I had to look it up. So apparently from one of the websites I found, sitting is the base position where you can stand and kneel. Standing shows the utmost, or shows respect to Jesus. And kneeling is, I think, to be humble, to show like your humbleness or something like that. So I still, I'm like, okay. Is it like like different levels of, I guess, their prayer? So that's why my sister and I and her family sat in the back row. <laughs> Since you cut me completely off and went into well, some I, complete, you never even let me finish. Because we're talking about the standing and sitting, so I wanted to get that in there. <laughs> you just went. We're like going to go in between, back and all, forth. All it did, I told, but that was, I was getting to. A point because it actually tied into the whole dressing thing. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. So now, 20 minutes later, we'll get back to where, okay. I, where I was going. Thank you. So we're in the back row, and, and that's why, because I'm not going to do the standing and sitting. And I obviously don't want to be a distraction to the rest of the church or anything. And so this older gentleman comes up to us because my, my niece is 
think she's just turned two years old. And so he comes back and he just said, and he's dressed very casual, very casually, uh, just like a short sleeve polo shirt untucked from his khaki pants, very casual. And he comes over and he says, oh, we love have, I'm going to do my best not to make fun of him, but he had a very effeminate voice. And he said, we love having kids in the church. And if, if, if she gets loud or anything, we have a room in the back where you can go and leave her and she can just play in there and there's toys and everything. And so my sister's like, oh, okay, thank you. And then he walked away. So we both kind of looked at each other like, yeah, I'm not, she's like, yeah, I'm not leaving my kid in, the, in a room to play with toys while that's, no, that's not happening, but oh, whatever. Well, this guy turned out to be the priest. So within 20 minutes when the place filled up and, and then the casket arrived and the ceremony was going to begin, he comes out from the back wherever he was and he's now in the full, he's got the robes on and the, the hat and all that stuff. So it's just weird. Like even the priest is just casually dressed, walks around like like no big deal. So you knew what he was wearing under those robes. Exactly. Now, I know when I was going to church growing up, the priest again always in a in a shirt and tie uh, or or in his his uh not a shirt and tie, the uh, the the priest, the collar, the mm-hmm. the jacket, matter what the temperature was, didn't matter. He was always in that attire. And I, I thought that it was just very interesting that this is what the priest, even when he's not in a service, when he's not in a service, he just walks around like, I wouldn't have known that that was a priest. I just thought it was interesting. So I don't know what that's about. but It's about comfort. I, I guess so. But I thought that they, the, the whole point of them dressing that way all the time was so they could be easily identifiable to people mm-hmm. as the priest. I thought that that was the whole point of it, but I, I don't know. It's all just a costume anyway. Uh, that's This is true. But when if a person in need is going to the church and they're looking for the priest, how are they going to find them in a group of people that all look the same? That's all. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. Anyway, yeah, so that was a, it was a very interesting thing, and... We talked about it after about how the, just the standing up and sitting mm-hmm. down was very, it, it just, it did made no sense to me. And I was trying to follow along and, th- you know, thinking, oh, maybe they sit when they're talking about a prayer or something. But no, it's, they're standing and then they're praying and then they're sitting. But so it, none of it made any sense. Oh, Catholic Church, they're always praying. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, again, I, I didn't know. Yeah. And, and didn't something happen to you? Somebody behind you? Uh, no, there was nobody behind me. It was somebody that was also in the back row. Oh, okay. But they were on the, these were really long pews, and they were on the very other end of it, older gentleman, by himself. And again, I didn't I, I didn't stand up or sit down at all. And my sister actually started just sitting with me because I said to her, I said, do you, why are you standing? Like, do you know what you're doing? And she's like, well, everyone else is. I said, so? <laughs> doesn't mean you have to if you don't know why then don't do it so she just followed my lead and sat as well and she's also seven months pregnant so <laughs> she has an excuse if anybody gave her a hard time but I don't think anybody would but saying that this gentleman on the other end of the pew towards the end of the service kind of kicked the pew hard when the priest said to stand 
And like, I kind of looked over and he kind of shot me a look, like give me a dirty look, like I should be standing kind of thing. And I've just kind of like gave him a kind of like, you know, my the face I'm making to you right now, like <sighs> kind of a, <laughs> who, who are you guy? Like whatever. <laughs> like I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't know. I don't know how to, uh, can you describe the face I made? <laughs> it was, I gave, made that for fa- you. I, I made that face like, okay, buddy, good go for you. Go F yourself, yeah. Yeah, go F yourself, whatever, like all in, in my look. And uh, and that was that. Yeah, it was just very interesting that this guy apparently was very bothered by, by me not participating in the ritual. But again, I'm not there to partake in a ritual. I'm there to show respect to my friend who mm-hmm. had lost his mom. Yeah. And I, when I was at the mass for the, the funeral for my great aunt Lorraine, I was, you know, I'm paying attention and I'm listening to what's said and I'm noticing the things that they do. And so when towards the end he has the incense, the priest has incense and he holds it up and there's a crucifix with Jesus on it and he kind of holds it up to the feet of Jesus and he kind of clinks the thing. He's like, um, the incense is in almost like a pendulum type container. So it swings. So he's swinging it towards the feet of Jesus on the cross and he does it. It clinks three times and then he kind of brings it down, then brings it back up, clinks it three times, brings it down. And then, so it's like three, three, three. Three's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And it was interesting because I know this happened to at the funeral you were at, but the priest will say, if you've, had your confirmation basically like to come up and get the communion, which is like the, the bread of the body of Christ. And if not, you can come up and receive a prayer. So Alex at the funeral, did he say you can come up and cross your arms across your body? Yes. And kind of like bow your head. Yes. Uh, he was kind of directing traffic. Like you had to go, if you wanted to receive the body, Think he call, I think he called a communion. Yeah. So if you want to receive communion, file over here in this aisle. If you want to re- receive a blessing, I think he said, mm-hmm. yet you cross your arms and bow your head when you approach the altar and, and me at the altar, and you line up over here. So yeah, it was, but he did say the cross the arms, bow your head. Yeah. <sighs> And the thing that popped in my mind when, as he said that, because you're crossing your arms so the opposite hand touches the opposite shoulder, like you're making an X. And I'm like, you're covering your heart chakra, but you're giving him your crown chakra. So it's almost like I'm accepting your religion into my mind, but not into my heart. Like, that's how I took it. Wow. That actually, that could be what that means. I wonder if that's what, what the esoteric symbolism behind mm. that is that that's that just, sounds that's actually very observant of you that's just how i took it wow. and he's talking about jesus christ that story with the virgins and i'm thinking this is just something that had popped in my mind a few weeks ago but i was like what if jesus christ wasn't really a person but a metaphor and jesus christ is a metaphor to say that as human beings born of flesh we are all from God or source and we all have these gifts and abilities inside of us as long as you believe in yourself and you have faith of it faith with God source whatever you want to call it and that as Jesus was crucified 
to show that we all die. But as he came back and was resurrected, we all come back, whether it be reincarnation, which have, which I personally believe in, or be it we come back into the life between lives and live a new life there as well. So I feel like it could be on different levels. But I, 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 I don't know. That's just something I was thinking about. You know, the, the story is that Jesus was crucified on the cross mm-hmm. and he was dead for three days, but then resurrected, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah, wh- where, where did he go? They put him in like a tomb. I get that. But so how did they know he resurrected? Was his body gone or something? He like became a zombie. He came back. So where is he now is what I'm saying. What do you mean? Well, no, he died and came back and then I guess he died again. Like that's, permanently? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the whole resurrected thing. Like, okay, he resurrected, but where did he go? Because they I, say he died for our sins. The first time? Yes. At the crucifixion. Right. Yeah. But then he came back. He came back. So where is he? Like his body? Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because I don't, I don't, that's what, that's, but that's my question. Like the story, where did he go? If he was resurrected, where did he go? You would think somebody like that, that prominent, they're writing about as he's walking around, he had all these followers and disciples. Like they wouldn't have be like, this is the spot. This is him. This is, yeah. here he is right here. He's 3,000 years old or whatever it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Where I is he? I don't, I don't know. What's I the story? Do you know. know the story? I don't remember. I don't either. That's why I'm saying, like, did I ever find out or was I just told he was resurrected and, and that's it? That's the end I got to look this up now. I got to, I got to that, that, But <laughs> it just popped in my head like, yeah. okay, where is he though? <laughs> like, what happened? Like, is there a body? Is there a story? Are there like, bones? What's the story? Or is that the story? That's the extent of it. Yeah. That he was just resurrected. Okay. And that's it? That nobody's seen him since then? How do we know he was resurrected? I, just, I don't is remember. Is this what they say? Or is it? That's what I mean. Like, what? Like, I remember all this. Like, I remember different stories, but I can't remember the chronological order of it all. And was this after he rose from the dead? I don't remember. So I apologize. To anyone listening. Wait, what do you mean after he rose from the dead? After he was re- after he rose from the dead, he came back. Yeah. This is after he was crucified. Yeah, he dies, he comes back. He di- he's crucified, he dies. He dies on the cross. As a result and then of it. He and then he comes, comes back, back to life. And that's that, yeah. But I don't remember like the stuff that he did. I can't remember the chronological order. It, was it before all that happened? Was there stuff after that happened? What I do don't you, remember. What, what was what before? What happened? The stuff that he did. He had like his disciples and his that followers. That was before and, he got crucified. Okay. So I don't, yeah. I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like there's nothing after he died and three days later he was resurrected. But where is he? I don't know. <laughs> like, is that the end of the story? That's I what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just asking it now because I'm realizing that I don't know what happened after that. Does anybody? I don't know. Uh, if you right. do, share with us, please. And you never hear that anywhere either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you hear, like, every 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 Easter, we go to either my father's or... or Christos Sanesti. Christ has risen yes. is, is what that means. And then the, the other person says, Alithos Anesti, which means truly he has risen. Okay, but where is he? If he rose, where'd he go? Where is he? That's, that's never been explained. I'm 
sensing some loopholes. <laughs> just kidding. You think? They'll say, you just have to have faith in it all. So I think w- with what you're saying about it being a metaphor is perfect. And that would actually explain why the story is what the story is. Mm-hmm. It's just a story to get you to realize what you are or what we are yeah. as people, as souls inhabiting a human body. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just a thought. I, I like it. I, I'm waiting for all like the super religious. I don't think super religious people listen to us, but if it, it does, they're going to be like blasphemy. Look, I, I have nothing against anybody that wants to find comfort in that, mm-hmm. in, in any organized religion. It's just not for me. I don't, no. I don't agree with any of it, but if, if that's your thing, that's great. And I have to say like just the Catholic church itself in the history, if you, Oh, that was the other thing. So, while he's, the priest is telling that story about the virgins and everything, he goes into a thing after explaining it. And he talks about they have this candle, it's this tall candle, and how they light, like before they can light the candle on Easter, they have to like bless the fire. And I was like, isn't that like pagan? Like didn't they take that from the pagans? Because if you look back, a lot of the stuff the Catholic Church does, they actually took from the pagans. But then, of course, they obviously, like, condemn the pagans. But it was like, oh, and we're going to steal this from you, but, you know, we, we want to kill you all off if you don't convert to us. <laughs> um, and I think from what I remember, they did it in an effort to try to get them to convert over, but it didn't quite work. But Trying to get numbers up for their... Got to get those numbers up. Get the numbers up. Get, mm-hmm. the, get the donations up. Yeah. Sweep season, come on. Right. But I was just like, it's so interesting because you see these little things of where they've taken from other cultures because that's what it does. And when you look at how the Catholic Church has basically stolen the land from people, they've done it to the Native Americans in the United States. They've done it to people in South America. They take sacred land and then they take over that church or they take that land and build their buildings on it. And this is documented. You can go look for yourself and we always say go to your own research don't just take our word for it but you know so especially after learning all of that and and the biggest thing I never got was thou shall not kill but what did the what have churches done how many wars were in the name of God and what happened they killed a whole lot of people that's the big that's why it's the biggest hypocrisy it is oh you can't kill but we can kill for the name of god really i don't think that's what i don't think god would be down with that Uh, people justify things in all kinds of ways again if you're a good person you're gonna follow the ten commandments Mm -hmm. because those are actual just rules for life if you want to lead a a a happy fulfilling life Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing, like... An honorable life. Yeah. But, like, my brother and I were talking, and he's like, well, I don't believe in a God, because how could a God, you know, give little kids cancer and have horrible things happen to good people? And I was like, well, I don't look at it, like, when I say God, I more look to source. And to me, source is this being of energy and light, where all knowledge is from, all, like... And it's just, we're an extension of that. We're all connected. And it's not like humans. It's not like a humanistic quality with emotions and empathy. It's just, it is what it is. And when you, like when I talk to people in hypnotherapy and we do past life regressions or you talk to people like with life between lives, 
And a lot of times once the soul leaves the body and they're like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like they realize like, cause you have all these emotions and it's not like that in spirit. It's not the same way as it is to be human. To be human is so different. And I think it's really hard when you are a human and you look at other entities that are not and expect them to have those humanistic emotions. And I don't think it's, oh, source or God determines who does what. I think a lot of that is what we choose before we come here. And the, the, the hard times we give ourselves to grow as people. So I don't look at it as like this person up in the sky who, you know, because also there's no judgment either. It's just, it is what it is. And we're all just beings of energy and light. But as here on earth, whatever happens, you know, that's on us. And it's nothing to do with God or source. That That's just my personal opinion. So that's what I was telling my brother. Yeah. I I don't know. How could a God give kids cancer and stuff? Well, I, I don't think that it works like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that if there is a God, I okay. If, if that's what it's called. But I, I think what I think what you're saying, I feel, makes more sense. Like it's it, not an old man with a beard, you know? No. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's just, yeah, it's what you said. And I think that what where, whatever we are, the soul, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we don't die. They don't, oh, it's eternal. It's, it's something that is always going to be around. And I, I mean, there's so many different theories and stories about what it is that we're doing here now and did we make a contract and mm-hmm. we're every we're living what we're supposed to be living because this is what we wanted to live and all that kind of stuff or so, agreed to or agreed to do right and some people think that it's not like you hammer out the details it's more of like i want this level and whatever comes at that level is what comes at that level yeah you know? i've heard so many different yeah. things who who knows who really knows i mean i guess we do and we just have to remember mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like most of the bad things that happen are as a result of not God, but of choices that people make. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to kids getting cancer, okay, maybe the little kid didn't do anything, but maybe his parents didn't feed him well, or maybe his mom didn't eat right during the pregnancy. And well, it was, you know what I mean? There's so many different variables just, and there's things. There's no blame. It sometimes just there is, is no blame. Is. Sometimes there are just things that happen, but I it think the result, genetics. right. I just it think the be, result is again, mm-hmm. choices that people make good or bad or neutral or indifferent that, that determine everybody's existence. It's all the choices we make. And sometimes it's like not a choice we made, but choices made long ago that had genetics that took breeding up until this point for something to happen. Like I said, choices people make. I know, but I'm saying not like it's, a particular person yes. that it, he's not affected by the, by the choice that uh-huh. I, I mean, sorry, people are, people make the choices and that's what causes things to happen. Things that people have chosen in life affect you and I to this day. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. But it was choices that people make. Mm-hmm. That's why bad things happen. Yeah. It's a result of choices people make. So it, I think that we're all put here. You're given for the most part an equal playing field. And if you are, meaning you have a brain, <laughs> working body parts, not, not any physical ailments, 
then you you're on an equal playing ground with just about everybody else and you have choices that you can make you you, you can choose how to what to believe what to eat well, how to act and and that will influence your life you know and, and we've discussed it before everyone has a choice you might not Absolutely. like the choices but you have a choice and i've said yeah. you can have a choice someone can have a gun to your head and you can be on a cliff and they can say jump or i'll shoot you you still have a choice so you might not like the choices you could jump you could get shot or you could try something different you know you could fight back or, or option c yeah <laughs> you know think outside <laughs> the box yeah but there are always choices and Sometimes you feel like you don't have a choice, but you really do. And it's about having enough perspective to kind of look around and say, oh, these are choices that I have to make. We're literally living in a choose your own adventure, <laughs> you know? Bingo. Bingo. That's what it is. It's like you you choose your adventure. But yeah, but the whole religion thing, I just, I don't know. I don't believe in like having to go somewhere to connect with source. I don't believe that I have to give money to show that I'm connected with source. And I remember in that church and I listened to the priest and talking about God and I'm just like, I don't mean to sound righteous, but I feel way more connected with source and God than you probably could ever uh, like wish to achieve. And I'm not trying to say it as a dig or like I'm better. It's just because, the, you know, I think when you have certain organized religions, especially that puts so much constriction on you and so much control over you, how can you be free to connect in the best way that's right for you to connect? And I feel like, you know, you can't be restricted. Like meditating, you can't say there's only one way to meditate. Because everyone's different and they yeah. need to do it in their own way. Hypnotherapy, it's different for everybody. And part of my job is to figure out what works best for somebody to help them. So it's not one size fits all. And, you know, I never liked that, you know, being told that if you don't go to church, you're going to burn in hell. Or if you live with somebody before you're married, you're going to burn in hell. Or, you know, if whatever it is, like if you're homosexual, then you're going to burn in hell. Like I never agreed with that. And, it, you know, it's very off-putting because, again, you take the message of love each other, take care of each other, be kind to each other, and have faith in yourself and in others. And it's like, it's so hypocritical. Yeah, it's funny. My 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 dad actually went to this funeral that I was at as well, and he he my my brother and and his wife, my sister in law, were sitting directly in front of us. And with every with all the getting up and sitting down, my father looked back at me at one point and was just kind of smiling because I was just sitting while he was standing. And then when he sat down again, like literally within thirty seconds. They, the, everybody stood again and my father could have looked back at me and he's like, he made a face like again, like mm -hmm. what's going And, and I, and I just looked at him and I just went, put my hand, my hand like to motion yeah, him to sit him. down, just sit down. And, but he, he stood up and, and then after everything was all done, when, when the whole service was done, he turned around and he's just like, that's so much standing up and sitting down. I went, dad, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, you know, don't just don't even bother. He's like, ah, oh, you have the right idea. And I go, well, I mean, organized, and I'm saying this in the church. I said, to me, organized religion is bullshit. I mean, I'm not yelling this, but I'm, yeah. I'm being, you know, low, low voice, respectful voice, but people are getting up now and starting to leave. And 
he's just like he he smiles and I go wait I go it's true I said am I am I not going to get into heaven or whatever the belief is here just because I don't come here every week I feel like I'm a better person than anybody else in this church I live my life better than most people in this church and I don't go to church mm-hmm. like just because you go to church every Sunday or you follow the the ceremony you're a better person is that what it's supposed to is that what it's supposed to mean and like it, that's what organized religion is. It's just bullshit. If you're a good person and you believe in God and you pray and whatever it is that you feel you need to do and you live your life honorably, then you're a good person. It doesn't matter if you go to church or not. And my dad looks at me and goes, you're right. You're right. And he's just kind of gr- agreeing with me, almost like I'm not schooling my dad, but he's just agreeing. And he had like that look on his face of like, yeah, you're right. You and I, I mean, we'll stop. Like, you stopped because somebody's garbage barrels had blown out from the wind and you took them out. You stopped. You pulled over and took them out of the road to try to, like, put them back so this per- these this person's garbage barrels that were empty, you know, wouldn't get run over. And, like... When did I do this? You did that, was it... I don't know, last year, maybe, or this year. Oh, okay. But... Sure. You and I, do, we try to do as much as we can to help other people when we're given the opportunity to or if we see that somebody needs help it's just living your life because the right we way. feel like that's just, that's what you do for just, each other just be, yeah just be a good human but it's common like, courtesy but to all. say like oh you don't go to church because there i have faced judgmental people like that so i look at it it's, it's not about where you go to church it's about how you live your life and how how do you serve others and, you know, what can you do to help people within your means or even sometimes without, like, you know, sometimes just like you do what you got to do. Sometimes doing what's right is the polar opposite of doing what's easy. Absolutely. Most times. Yeah. Most usually, times. Usually. And that's usually how it is. So we went to a funeral. Yeah. So it's not the same one. Yeah. We went to a funeral, just two different ones. But one of the things that I'll just kind of bring up was I saw my aunt Dale and I've mentioned her before. She is a tarot reader too. Her and I. Did she teach you how to? No. Okay. No. But it's just, um, you know, I, I, and I saw her and it's just so funny because I haven't, I haven't spoken to her in almost a decade. We, our family had a bit of a falling out and it was really nice because after everything we were able to heal and apologies were made and it, it was really nice. And I've always felt like there's so much magic on my dad's side of the family, on my mom's side too, but it's like two totally different kinds of magic. And, you know, my aunt did the eulogy and it was beautiful. And it's just like seeing the family and especially seeing her it was like, yes, it's like, you know, tapping in. It's like, oh, so magical and wonderful. And it was kind of like it, it, even though we were there for a funeral, it was almost like a little recharge of like, yeah, getting to the root of our magic and like our ancestors. And it, it just made me think like my Grammy would say the happiest, I think we mentioned this before. She'd say the happiest day of your life is when you die. And everyone took it so negatively. And it's like, no, she got it. Because it's like, 
you're done. Game you, over. You, yeah, you can you can now move on to whatever's next. Yeah, it's like okay, get out of the meat suit. So if you were if you were fortunate enough to enjoy your life, yeah, and 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 live it with people that you cared about that mm-hmm. loved you as much as you loved them, then it's over. You're you're, you're done now. Yeah. And if you had a, a life that maybe wasn't so great, well, it's done that, now. That didn't really go yeah, the way yeah. you wanted it to or felt it should. That's over. But it's like, you know, I'll see my Grammy, my Ellen You know, I talk to them, you know, even though they passed, I, I speak with them. And it's like, we'll all see each other again. And, oh, one of the cool things is um, there was, like, a little kind of handout that goes through. Uh, did they have that, the funeral you were at, where it kind of goes through, like, who's going to be speaking and, like, the prayers done and the different. They did w- not have that, no. They did that for my aunt. And at the very end on the back side of the pamphlet, because it's just like a piece of paper folded in half with all the information printed on it. They had the lyrics uh, to Happy Trails. Um, do you remember that? Yeah. Happy Trails. Yeah, I sure do. You. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I like that. I thought that was really cool. Nice. So, yeah. So it's all about your perspective and how you look at it all. But it. it was just really interesting thinking about religion and symbolism and ritual and and all of that and it always gets my wheels turning and hopefully we've made some other wheels turn for the people yeah. listening and remember our intention is not to offend anybody no, of any religion absolutely we're just not saying what we think oh and like i said i have much respect for people that if that's where you find your comfort yeah. and that's what you that's what you do that's your thing that's great it's just not for me I don't agree with it. It's not my cup of tea. That's all. I just want to say everyone out there, just know that you're loved. Even if you don't have somebody, you know, telling it, saying it to you or, you know, showing it to you. Like I I talked about it. We're all connected. We're all, I, I personally think we're all from source. We're all connected. And that means our love is connected. And so just know that you are loved and that you are connected, even if you don't feel like it. And I just want to send love out there to everybody. On that note, until next time, I'm Alex, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website, HomewreckerPodcast.com, where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. 
Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Understanding hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light. Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you looking for a new podcast that appeals to your scientific curiosity, but is also a little bit spooky? Show me how I died in a past life. Well, look no further, because this cat is where it's at. He had concerns about the ethics surrounding AI, feeling they had achieved consciousness. Curious Cat Podcast examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. Listen every week with your host, Jennifer Holtz, as she and her guests explore what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. We were healing karma together. They were all kind of predestined to, to resolve something. Listen on all your favorite streaming apps and continue the conversation on Twitter at CuriousCatPodCA or find Jennifer and all her links at Jennifer L. Hotes, spelled H-O-T-E-S dot com.